Sports Center. Here's what's trending now on ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF. Good afternoon, I'm Ainsley Davis. Monday Night Football is back tonight. The Philadelphia Eagles travel to Tampa Bay to take on the Buccaneers. The Bucks and the Eagles are both 2-0 and hope to extend their undefeated seasons tonight. Catch coverage right here at 7. In Gator Sports, Florida Volleyball secured a 3-2 win against Georgia last night. The number three Gators are currently 2-0 in the SEC and hope to extend their record as they host Texas A&M Wednesday night. And on the field, Florida soccer is preparing for an away match at LSU on Friday after tying Kentucky yesterday. The Gators hope to get their first conference win since the 2021 season. Meanwhile, there are some high school volleyball matchups to catch tonight. Dixie County takes on Bell, Cedar Key will play Chiefland, and Trenton will take on Brentford. That's your Gainesville Sports Center. I'm Ainsley Davis. ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF. The Roadhaver Boys Ranch is a terrific charity that is based in Palatka, and it helps at-risk young boys from difficult home environments find their way again. They make these kids earn it as well. But they need your help. They need your donation of any unused or unwanted vehicles you might not want to keep. They'll take them off of your hands. These kids fix them, they resell them, and in that way, they learn real-life skills. It's among the very best charities in Florida you can support. And remember, if you do make a donation of an unused vehicle, it is a tax-deductible donation. If you want to find out more about this great charity, simply Google Boys Ranch Palaka or go to rbr.org. The future of joint pain relief is here. It's QC Kinetics, Advanced Regenerative Medicine. Amazing stuff. Hey, it's Steve Russell. If you've been told more steroids or surgery are your only options, don't be so fast. Get a second opinion and learn more about how you can harness your body's own healing agents to attack that joint pain. And I'm talking lasting relief. QC Kinetics doesn't mask the pain. These treatments go to the very root of the problem, using concentrated healing properties placed directly in your joint to restore and repair that damaged tissue. Imagine living your life this fall with no more pain in your knees, hips, shoulder, or back, with no drugs, downtime, or surgery. Listen, life's about motion, and QC Kinetics is giving people their lives back with these all-natural treatments. Call QC Kinetics for a free consultation, the nation's leader in regenerative medicine. Call QC Kinetics now with clinics in Gainesville, Ocala, and the Villages, 352-400-4550, 352-400-4550, QC Kinetics. Dave Ray's Automotive, we get the bugs out of your car. College football season is here, and there's lots of great plays being made. Hey, it's Steve Russell. Let me tell you about one of my favorite plays when it comes to my automobile. I take it to Dave Mays Automotive. Why? Because I trust the team to treat me and my vehicle with respect, integrity, and honesty. If you're tired of being treated like a number at the chain stores, make a great play and head to Dave Mays Automotive, located at 2905 Northeast 19th Drive in the industrial complex behind the Sunnies on Waldo Road. Brakes, AC, oil changes, tires, engine and transmission work, and of course, their famous bug check. Modern to import, diesel trucks and fleet service, they do it all. Learn more at DaveMaysAutomotive.com. Dave Mays Automotive, we get the bugs, all of them bugs, out of your car. Here's the kickoff, and this game is underway. Can't make it to the game? 
This season, make sure you get the best at-home experience with video and audio from Electronics World. EW features big-screen HD TVs and projectors from Sony and super sound from Yamaha, Sony, and Marantz with speakers from Bowers and Wilkins, Geff, and Martin Logan. See and hear for yourself. Visit Electronics World in Gainesville or online at electronicsworld.net. We all need somebody to lean on, somebody to trust and support us. At Radiant Credit Union, we believe in being that support for our members and our community. We're not just a credit union. We're here for our members in the North Central Florida area, and we want to help make your financial dreams a reality. When you open a free checking account with us, you can forget about monthly fees. You can even earn up to $300 just for joining. Visit RadiantCU.org community and let us support you on your financial journey. Federally insured by NCUA. Conditions apply. See website for details. Talking the talk and walking the walk. You are listening to Florida's preeminent sports radio station. We are ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. This is EJ Jarvis, and you are listening to Sports Scene with Steve Russell. Right here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF and anywhere in the world on the WRUF radio app. Silverback Concrete knows you only have one chance to make a building that holds up to the highest standard, and that's why they're the number one choice. You stand on it, we stand by it. Silverback Concrete's got your back. All right, welcome to Sports Scene. Uh, the Gator QB, Shane Matthews, alongside yours truly, Steve Russell. Daniel Haviv, our producer today, will open the phone lines for you, 392-8255. You can email srussell at wruf.com. Mark says... Did Mertz connect with Boardingham for a TD on a nice play design inside the 10 against Charlotte? Yes. However, through 17 games under Napier, the offense has failed to consistently throw the ball vertically inside the 20. From your vantage point, why is that? I think it's a, I guess it's a philosophy. Uh, you know, I, you and I were talking before the show. I, I, I equate this to politics. All you can do is go vote whether whatever you believe in. There's nothing we can do about it. I mean, I, I there's times when I'd love for us to throw it down the field, but that's just not who Billy is. Uh, will it come later in the year? I'm, I'm hoping because the quarterback's damn good, and we got some dudes that can get open. My thing is vertical, horizontal, upside down. I don't care. Does the play work? Correct. I, I don't care. That play worked. Yeah, that was a very good play. Uh, I mean, he threw it vertical. Uh, it was four verts. The Greatest catch I've ever seen, ever. That was four vertical. Threw it about the only place you could. Ricky made a tremendous catch. Threw a, a wheel route uh, off the wide receiver screen. Uh, threw no go routes or any deep posts or anything like that, but maybe they're coming. Williams says, uh, Jerry, not crazy concerned with the offense after Saturday. I think getting those three guys back in the O-line will help. Uh, special teams, however, continues to be an issue as we're making it a habit of playing with ten guys, which I also saw. Uh, it makes you wonder what in the heck the coaches are watching in practice, not having smack kicking from the get-go. It's a shame it took the previous guy to completely self-destruct before a change was made. Billy, do us and yourself a favor, get a special teams coach on the field and let it not be couch. Okay, well, they have one. But I, I said this on my show today as well. Have we had a lot of errors there? Yes. Is that part of coaching? Yes. It's also the responsibility of the player, Okay. Because they have walkthroughs. They have meetings. So, Steve Russell, if you are the gunner on punt team, on the first team punt team, or if you're the backup to 
let's say, Jason Marshall Jr., and he has a cramp or something, it's your responsibility to know when you're supposed to go in the damn game as well. So it goes both ways. It's players and coaches that have to get it fixed. Uh, Mike says pluses and minuses. Plus, Merch continues to be a much better quarterback than last year's quarterback when it comes to consistent effort, leadership, and accuracy. Minus play calling and game management. Napier is very inconsistent in his play calling. He gets way too conservative when he has the lead. Special teams play was much improved. Minus defensive play in the second half containing their quarterback. Plus another great game from the best fans in college football. Chris, hello. Hey, what's going on, guys? Um, After the Tennessee game, I called you guys and I said I was going to temper my um, glee over the Tennessee win uh, because there are still some things that – um, I'm concerned about with, with the offense becoming one-dimensional. And, you know, Shane, you uh, kind of countered that by saying it's hard to take away those throws to the boundary, and um, you maybe didn't have as much concern as, as I did. I, I still am – Billy seems like a really smart guy. I mean, he's done so much for this program off the field. that you got to think he takes a look around the world of college football and says – we've got to have better route trees. We can't have receivers standing in the same window um, that, that it's got to get fixed. I'm not talking about throwing the ball 60 times a game or chucking it downfield. We don't have to be a Mike Leach offense, but it's got to, it's got to get better than that. And, you know, scoring in the twenties is not going to win you championships in the SEC. So I'm interested to hear, you know, if you're, if you're Billy Napier, I understand you're saying that that's his philosophy, but you know, do you think he's the kind of guy that like will make a, a change? He's, he has to know that this is not effective. And I'll hang up and listen. Thanks, guys. Okay. Uh, well, I don't know. Tell me that this is not effective. What's the this? I'm not quite sure what the this is. Yeah, but if you this is what he did at Louisiana that got him the head job. Um, he's not going to be this high powered, throw it erratically around the field. You know, I have no problem with his passing game that he has now. I just want to build in a couple of shot plays throughout the course of a series that if it's open, you take the shot. If not, you check it down. Um, but, you know, I, I I don't understand about people being in the same spot. I've not really seen any issues with spacing. Now, could there be a play or two that somebody, some dude that run, has a podcast that wants to get on there and talk about this space? Yeah. Look, that happened when I played. Dude, sometimes run the wrong route or you get rerouted and get jammed at the line of scrimmage and you can't get to your spot. It happens. Uh, Daryl says, teams have bad games. Time to move on and get ready for Kentucky. It wasn't. The first quarter was outstanding. It wasn't a bad game. And once again, I don't think people give credit to the other people who coach and recruit. I I get it. You're, You're playing Charlotte. But they are in the American Conference. And look at their roster. It's got a lot of Division I transfers, not like the usual one AA type players. And if you watched Poggi's presser from Georgia State, he got all over them. Mm-hmm. He was really disappointed with their defensive effort. And their edge guys, Shaner, were pretty good. And Napier talked about that in the in the press room. Yeah, they weren't bad. Yeah, people, people compare scores and stats to too many other games. You know, Georgia State threw for 300 or 400 yards on them. That's not who we are. Uh, but every game is different. 
and and it, I, I, the word I used, we sputtered around. If you score a couple of touchdowns, nobody's complaining. We kick field goals. I told Sean on the air, I was like, this ain't too bad because now our kicker is kicking a bunch of field goals. Now I think everybody has confidence in him. So I, I get it, but here's the thing. That game means nothing. It's over with. You want it. Let's focus on Kentucky. Trey Smack, by the way, uh, special teams player of the week in the SEC. First one since Kadarius Tony. Hmm. So, interesting. Uh, let's see. BB says, what's the average range of seconds a college quarterback should have the football before he gets rid of it, and is it shorter in the NFL? Mm, I don't really know that. It's just all timing. You know, the passing game. You know, everybody thinks you have to block a long time and throw the ball deep. You don't. Uh, it's all the same timing. I don't know what the exact seconds is. I have no idea. Uh, he said, hated to see the storybook ending go sour for the Clemson kicker. Kentucky looked better to me Saturday. What are your thoughts on their strengths and weaknesses? Kentucky looks like the Kentucky they've been, Steve, to me. Here, here's what they're going to do. They're going to have a good crowd. Stoops is a very good defensive coach. They're going to have some plan, you know, whether it's stop our run game or whatever. Uh, they're not going to wow you on offense. Devin, Devin Leary has not been very efficient. He's a good player, though. Uh, this is going to be one of those games that I think the team that loses the turnover battle or makes dumb mistakes is going to lose. They kind of muck it up. Yeah. Don't they? Yes. They, they, They're kind of like Utah. Yeah, a little bit. Um, and, I mean, last year their offensive line was horrendous. Yeah. It's better, but still not a strength. So I'm hoping that Florida's defensive guys up front can set the tone line of scrimmage-wise. Well, I, I'm a big fan of Caleb Banks and Cam Jackson. I just think they are a huge upgrade, and it's shown, and it's going to be cr crucial for them to play well. On our Clear Sound Audiology phone line, James, hello. Hey, guys. Thanks for taking my call, as always. Appreciate it. Mm -hmm. um, Steve, you just mentioned it uh, a few minutes ago, talking about the roster uh, Charlotte had, but it, it's got me thinking, uh, actually, over the course of this season, that I think we're starting to see maybe the unintended consequence of the transfer portal, and I'm not saying it's good or bad, but you know, a lot of these guys that were backups or, or on third string at, at Bama or Florida or you know, a lot of high-powered programs are realizing they're not going to get the playing time they thought they'd get, so they're immediately entering the transfer portal and ending up at schools like Charlotte and some other places where they can get some exposure and get some playing time. But there's still guys who are backups at big programs. So it, it's sort of, I, I don't know, it, you know, a lot of these schools that we have on the schedule and other SEC schools have on the schedule that used to be, you know, sort of the, the guaranteed W or the cupcake game, they, they've got a lot of talented kids. More so than most schools like that. And remember, he comes from Michigan, and I think he understands – that if you're going to be, you know, competitive, because again, that, that's a program. People forget they haven't even played Division One for ten years. So, right. the, and, and in that time, they've graduated to playing in the American, which is a pretty decent league. So, what do you, you can't win with one double A player. There, there was whatever the Monday, no, the Sunday night game last night. You know how they introduced the starters. I can't remember what team it was. Had two starting defensive players from Charlotte. See. So there wow. you go. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. 
All right, guys. Thanks. Have a good one. Thank you, James. We'll get uh, Gatorman real quick. Gatorman, hello. What's going on? What are you going to do today? Uh, okay, your phone's not doing so good, though. Hello, my bad. Uh, uh, I one question. Are you ready to grab first up this phone? Okay, did you get that? Uh, something about Graham. Okay, Gatorman, we got to let you go because your your phone is not doing so. Uh, Twelve twenty-eight time check brought to you by Hayes Chillery, ESPN ninety-eight one FM, eight fifty AM, WYUF. Live from Weimer Hall on the campus of the University of Florida, ESPN ninety-eight one FM, eight fifty AM, WRUF. At the Wood Stove and Fireplace Center, there's always excitement around football, family, and the first hint of the fall season. Family-owned and operated since 1975, the Wood Stove is the area's premier dealer of wood, gas, and electric stoves and fireplaces. Visit our showroom today to see our large selection of contemporary and traditional styles. Give your fireplace a facelift with our custom glass doors, screens, tool sets, and more. The Wood Stove and Fireplace Center, downtown Gainesville. Or visit woodstoveflorida.com. Mike Lester is the founder of Talon Wealth. I can't believe how much attention Talon's advertising has been receiving. All I said was, I wouldn't sell my mother an annuity, and nobody should sell you an annuity either. So here's the thing. I was a very successful annuity salesperson back in the day, but I evolved as a financial advisor, as a fiduciary. I just don't know how, as a fiduciary, you can promote products that pay you a commission before your clients make a dime. So all of you out there pushing and selling annuities to your clients, explain to them who's paying for your radio advertisements, who's producing your radio show. After you answer those questions, then explain to me why I wouldn't sell my mother an annuity. That's all there is to it. Mike, you pay for all of our advertising. I produce our radio stuff, and I work for Talon Well. That's right, Christian. We don't have to sell annuities to provide income to people in retirement. More at guardingyournestegg.com. Advisory services through Talent Private Wealth and SEC Registered Investment Advisor. Florida License D056341. The old way of living with diabetes is a pain. You've got to remember to do your testing and always need to stick your fingers to test your blood sugar. The new way to live your life with diabetes is with a continuous glucose monitor. Apply a discrete sensor on your body and it continuously monitors your glucose levels, helping you spend more time in range and freeing you from painful finger sticks. If you are living with type 1 or type 2 diabetes and you administer insulin three or more times per day or use an insulin pump, you might be eligible for a CGM through your insurance benefits. U.S. Med partners with over 500 private insurance companies and Medicare. We offer free shipping, 90-day supplies, and we bill your insurance. Call us today for a free benefits check. 800-513-1652. 800-513-1652. That's 800-513-1652. Hi, this is Dr. Art Mowry of Exceptional Dentistry. Listen to what our clients have to say about their experience at Exceptional Dentistry. Oh, they're just nice people. It's not a bad, bad trip to the dentist like it was when I was younger. You know, that was a horrible thing. And, and now it's, it's, you go in and there are nice people there. They talk to you. They don't hurt you. <laughs> this is fairly important to me. Yeah. Well, and you look forward to coming here. It's not yeah. like, oh my gosh, I'm going to the dentist. It's okay, we're going in to see everybody in exceptional dentistry. It sounds silly, but it makes a difference in the way you look and feel about things. So it's not just coming to the dentist. It's we being... come see our friends. Exactly. They're the best. That's it. 
This is Dr. Kim Mowry, and if you think you have dental problems that are too big to overcome, we're here for you. Please visit us at ExceptionalDentistry.com. That's ExceptionalDentistry.com. Are you busy with work, family, and after-school activities? Give your kitchen the night off and let Miapa do the cooking for you. With scrumptious comfort food and a variety of family meals for all sizes and palates, everyone is picking up dinner from Miapa. Stop by the Jonesville location or the Alachua and Gainesville Staples. Order ahead at www.miapalatincafe.com and pick up from any one of their three locations or drive through for your meal at the Jonesville and Gainesville locations. Miapa Latin Cafe, home of the best family meals for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. And don't forget about their award-winning coffee that's always made with Cuban love and available from sunrise to late night. It's time for your UF Bookstore break, right here on Sports Scene with me, Steve Russell. Give me a break. Give me a break. Log on to WRUF.com and sign up to win a $25 gift card to the UF Bookstore in the Wright Union. Just our way of gearing you up and saying thank you right here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM WRUF. UF Weather Center. Here is your WRUF weather update. As we head into your Monday afternoon, that humidity will be rising, helping to cause scattered thunderstorms and highs get to around 90. And we'll keep some rain in the forecast tonight, too. Lows about 70. On Tuesday, showers and storms are likely with highs in the 80s. Then same kind of temperatures on Wednesday with high rain chances returning. From UF Weather Center, I'm meteorologist Jeff George. Tonight, it'll be a rumble at Ray J. Caught ball, touchdown Tampa Bay. Mike Evans with another huge grab. Jalen Hurts and his high-flying Eagles invade Tampa Bay for a primetime fight with Baker Mayfield in the box. Hey, listen up. The Eagles, the Buccaneers. Pre-game at 6, kickoff at 7.15. How about them Buccaneers? Right here on the Buccaneers Radio Network. We are your home for Tampa Bay Rays baseball. You're listening to ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF, and anywhere in the world with the WRUF radio app. It's the Dean of Sports Talk in Gainesville, Steve Russell, on ESPN 98.1 FM and 850 AM, WRUF. Looking for the best pizza in town? Head on over to Leonard Otter's Millhopper. The pizza and garlic knots are incredible. Have you coming back for more? Go check out Kyle. Tell him Shane sent you. Alongside the Gator QB, Shane, I'm Steve Russell. Uh, this is an interesting email. Uh, he says, um, what do you think was the journalistic reason for not seeking clarification on the Kamari Wilson situation? I guess I need more information there because they did, we did seek clarification. He was asked in the press conference about it. Mm-hmm. So I don't know what else. I mean, Billy's going to say what he wants to say. Yeah. I mean, he's not required to tell you exactly what's no, going on. No, but the media did ask about, and he said very simply, this is what happened. He didn't make the travel roster or whatever and whatever. Now, you know, as far as the rumors you're hearing, of, you know, he was escorted from the field and the, why? I mean, you, you don't report that if you're a journalist until you have a source that tells you it's there. On, on X or anything else like that, you can say anything you want and you don't have to be right. You're not held accountable. 
But if yeah. you're a journalist, you you got to if you're going to be held accountable, you got to be right. Yeah, because I uh, people were watching my show before the game the other day. It was breaking news, Steve, that we were going to wear all orange. Did you hear that? <laughs> and so then I, I, I even reported it on my show. Make sure you wear orange. The Gators are wearing orange. And then hey. I'll be damned. We came out, out in traditional uniforms. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Mike, hello. Hey, guys. How you doing? Good. Yeah. Uh, for Gator Nation, if they're all upset about only having 10 men on the field, how do you think the people in South Bend feel today? I mean, the last two plays of the game, they only had 10 people on the field. But being an Ohio State fan, that's okay with me. Yeah, I mean that's and w- those things get magnified when you lose. And I think when people see it, they also think we might not have lost this game, but we better fix it because it might cost us. So yeah, I I understand. And Shane, uh, what's your opinion of the Pac-12 being the best conference in college football this year? I mean. When Washington State's the fifth-best team and Oregon State and UCLA are in the top 20 and they're sixth and seventh-best team, that says something. And to me, it's kind of ironic that this being the last year the conference is going to be together, that they may be the best conference in the country this year. It is the best conference. Uh, Yeah, I think it's good. I mean, it's still early, but as of right now, they're the best conference. I think a lot of it has to do with quarterback play. you got Caleb Williams at SC. you got Michael Pennett, who I think the Washington Huskies are the best team that I've seen in person uh, watching on TV. Bo Nix is playing real well at Oregon. Um, and then, as you said, Washington State is undefeated, I believe, right now. Utah still undefeated. Uh, good, solid teams. It's kind of a shame that Washington State and Oregon State are kind of – they're looking for a home. Yeah, I was going to say, I think uh, Washington is the best team out there. Being uh, you know, a Big Ten fan, Ohio State fan, I, I remember Michael Penix about four years ago where he threw for about 500 yards against Ohio State and we had to barely hold on to win. So he's a really good quarterback. I think I, I was watching the game the other night. I think he's been hurt every year he's been in college, though. Yeah, I think you're correct about that. And it seems like he has been in college for about six or seven yeah, years. It seemed like he was in Indiana like 10 years ago. Yeah. All right, Mike, appreciate your call. Thank you, sir. Uh, Rick says, have you ever seen a worse look than what the Charlotte coach had on? Shorts and a cutoff T-shirt. It, it was very interesting. Never seen it. Um, I didn't like it, but that's who he is. Uh, Jeff says, I'm not mistaken, the Gators have had 90-plus yard TD drives in every game. That takes a bit of execution and consistency that may be overlooked by fans. There's no question about that. You know, Sean brought that up on the air. It seemed like didn't matter who we were playing, we were inside our 10-yard line multiple times. I said, well, the opposing teams that we've played, their punters have been the most valuable players. They've pinned us deep, but – yeah, if you drive that long, usually something bad happens, holding calls, things of that nature, which we've had, but we've overcome them. But, yeah, that, you got to execute. Uh, Boxing Jim, hello. Hey, Steve and Shane. Hey, uh, I, I didn't watch the game because, you know, it wasn't on regular TV. I listened to it. I got to set to uh, record uh, things on Thursday on uh, the SEC channel, so I'll look at it. But um, And, and I want to see that catch. They just showed on the news that uh, – uh, with the one that one on kiss there, uh, but um, I, I'm glad that Florida had the I, I picked 55 to 13, but I'm glad they had the had the kind of game they had uh, because obviously this week they're going the coaches are going to get them uh, have much harder practice to to make those corrections and all to get ready for Kentucky. So it's really in a way good they didn't blow them out 60 to 10 or something like that. What's your opinion on that? 
I mean, it, it doesn't matter who your opponent is. You want to go out and try to play the best game you can. And, and we, like I told you, I thought the first quarter was very efficient on both sides of the ball. Then, it, then we started sputtering around the rest of the game. But, look, it's just human nature. I don't know why. I mean, you only get to suit up. You're guaranteed to suit up for 12 times a year. In football, yeah. you train all year long. It's, it's crazy the amount of training yeah, you do you and on you only that. play. But I really firmly believe we'll play much better at Kentucky because it's a conference game, big-time football, uh, going on the road. Um, Billy's going to challenge these players, and this is this is the biggest game in Billy Napier's career coming up Saturday. Yeah, I, I agree, and we, we will be much, much better. And I had picked Vanderbilt to uh, beat Kentucky, but I'm, I'm glad that Kentucky put that, uh, that, that, that score on them and, and won because uh, had the Vanderbilt beat them, I feel like Kentucky would have you know, been motivated to practice much harder and all. But anyway, uh, my number two team is Clemson, and number three is Alabama. But uh, Clemson's pretty well out this year. Uh, FSU may be in the playoffs, and Alabama's still still struggling a little bit, on, but with that one loss to Texas. All right. Uh, what's going, what, what is going on in the Clemson other than they keep shooting themselves in the foot, they, they you just said it. You just said you it. Just, they, you hit the nail on the head. Because they dominated the football game, but had bonehead yeah, right. a turnover and a couple bonehead. All right, Jim, points. i got to let you go. i got calls. Thank you, sir. Let's get to Tony here. Hi, Tony. Hey, guys. Um, listen, a couple of um, things that I hope turn around for the Kentucky game that the law of averages kind of kick in is the turnovers. I think that's kind of like a fluky thing. If they have only one turnover to four games, I mean, no one has even fumbled the ball for us. I mean, we haven't even had a chance to recover a fumble, nothing. Um, so I hope that turns around. And also, guys, an alarming stat is the third down conversion rate since halftime of Tennessee. Gators are one for 17 since halftime of Tennessee. So I hope that the law of averages kind of kick in there because if that goes into Kentucky, uh, that's going to be a loss, obviously. Uh, Shane. Out of all those failed trips in the red zone, there was not one shot taken to Douglas on a fade route, on a corner end zone route. You know, I mean, he, he, he's already shown that, that he's able to go and make a play against Utah. Why not take a shot like in one of those five trips, man? Nothing. I agree. If you listen to the broadcast, uh, okay. I'll, I'll be on, on the air. Sean, we got a lot of green grass out here. Good, good time to yeah. throw one deep, but it doesn't happen. This this was not a McNeese State scenario. They were not playing three high safety. They were playing a safety high. They were playing man up. I mean, there were there were man beaters all over the place. Shane, you know that, my man. Hey, listen, what was your take on the last field goal of the game? I I would never do that. Urban Meyer would never do that. I thought that was scared money right there, man. What was your take on that? I, I was a little surprised. I, I want to say Billy said in the press conference it was analytics said kick it. I don't, I don't know what the hell the analytic book Correct. says. That's exactly oh, what he said. But no. that's what he. That's uh, insulting. Well, it's not insulting. I mean, because there is. Yeah, it, 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 it's just like when you know when do you go for two? You know, there's this chart that you know what you do. Um, so yeah. either you believe in analytics or you don't. Uh, so it's not insulting you. because you. I mean, there yeah, are it. coaches that do it. But but to your point. Uh, let's use a different word than insulting. Um, surprising that, okay, so what if you don't make it? Then you're telling me you can't stop them in the last whatever there was left in the game? That I sort of get. 
Yeah, um, I respectfully disagree. That's insulting okay. to a fan base that has watched football for a long time here and knows good football when they see it. And uh, that's how I see it, guys. Hey, great show, guys. Take okay. care, buddy. Yep, thank you. The only thing I'm going to say is I hope the same fan base that if something fluky happens where somehow the ball's turned over and if you go, if you go for it, the ball's turned over, they score a touchdown, there's another turnover, and a touchdown is scored. Oh, I kicked the field goal! I mean, that, that's just the nature of how this is. <laughs> uh, Greg, hello. Hey, Steve, Tony just kind of stole my thunder. I wanted to go to that uh, that pass play, like we talked to Shane about it, with Caleb Douglas in the corner of the end zone. I would love to see that. Like, not, right, not when you're in the 5'10", but maybe when you're out like around the 20, throw that fade over there. Just I would say just throw it up to the back pylon and let Caleb Douglas go get it. But since he, you already addressed that, um, Shane, what are your thoughts on the Bucks and the Eagles tonight on Monday Night Football? I had to come up with another question since I held on air, and I love the show. Go Gators. All right. Thanks, Greg. Uh, Bucks are playing good football under Baker Mayfield right now. Uh, Eagles still one of the best teams in the NFC, but I don't think they're playing as well as they had, have. It would not shock me because the NFL is so crazy. You know, they say any given Sunday. Well, it's true. Look what happened yesterday. I think the Bucks find a way to win tonight. And Mayfield's not turning the ball over. Mm-hmm. That's been a key. Real quick, uh, Corey says, is it me as scoring down? Has the clock rule affected uh, change? Yes. The last couple of years I thought defense was dead, but it seems to me this is a defensive league again. Uh, yeah, I mean, there's some, some games that are still high scoring, but that clock moves fast. I hate it. <laughs> 1245 time check brought to you by Ace Chilloway. More with the Gator QB here on Sports Scene ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Gainesville Sports Center. Here's what's trending now on ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Good afternoon. I'm Trot Kirschman. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers return to Monday Night Football tonight as they host the Philadelphia Eagles in a matchup of early season unbeatens. This is the first meeting between the two teams since the Bucks' playoff victory in 2022. Gators Volleyball is preparing for their upcoming game against Texas A&M following a win against rival Georgia. The Gators battled back after being down 2-1 while registering a season-high 18 blocks. Florida Football is preparing for their first SEC road game of the year at Kentucky. The Gators rose to number 22 in the AP poll this week following the win against Charlotte and will look to advance to 2-0 in SEC play for the first time in three years. High School Volleyball returns to action tonight. Featured matches include Dixie County at Bell, Cedar Key at Chiefland, Bradford at Swanee, and Donnellan at Eastside. That's your Gainesville Sports Center. I'm Trot Kirschman. ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. You know International Diamond Center is the best place to buy diamonds and fine jewelry. But did you also know IDC will buy from you? Diamonds, heirloom jewelry, estate jewelry, Swiss watches, coins. Don't be afraid to come in and get a price on something that maybe it's an heirloom that you want to sell or you're just checking to see the price. IDC owner Keith LeClaire has a vast network of collectors and buyers around the world. So IDC can always find a market for your jewelry. We always pay a very strong price to buy. There's a resale market that's there and we pay top dollar for top merchandise we have people all over the world that we sell to so some collectors are going to pay way more than any consumer is going to pay we'll give you the best possible price no games played and you'll get the check or the cash whatever one you want let idc appraise what's in your jewelry box you might get a pleasant surprise sometimes they come in they have no idea what's there and then all of a sudden they walk out with a twenty-eight thousand dollar check international diamond center online at shopidc.com 
Hey, Bill, is that a new car? Nah, it's my same ride. I just got the dings taken out and repainted. I got it done at Mako in Gainesville. Wow, looks sharp. I thought it was a new car. Honestly, I was shocked at how good it looks. I'd recommend Mako of Gainesville to anyone. Give your car a brand new look. Take it to Mako in Gainesville. Excellent service and a fast turnaround on quality warrantied work with 0% financing available. Visit MAACOGainesville.com or call 352-371-4251. Mako of Gainesville on Main Street. Get ready for game day, Gator Nation. Join your fellow UF Alumni Association members and friends to cheer on the orange and blue before each Gator home game at the Gator Nation tailgates. Sponsored by Benefit Hub. Located at Emerson Alumni Hall. Directly across the street from the swamp, you'll have a prime view of Gator Walk. Live music, games, and all kinds of family-friendly fun. Featuring barbecue and drinks for purchase from Mojo's Hogtown and exclusive Gator gear from the UF Bookstore. Learn more and become a member today at ufalumni.ufl.edu. Go Gators! I was in a car accident that ultimately resulted in the death of my best friend. I initially contacted another law firm and I thought I was confident in that decision. As time went on, I was at a loss. I eventually reached out to Melvin Law from a family friend who knows Carrie himself and I gave him a call and they completely changed everything for me. If we can help you, give us a call at 1-800-373-8000. At Melvin Law, we won't back down. The head ball coach scores again. Steve Spurrier's head beer coach, 1966 American Lager, is now available everywhere at Ben Hill Griffin Stadium. Smooth and refreshing with just enough of a crisp finish. Also available at most places you buy beer. If you don't see it, ask for it. A beer made by the Gators for the Gators. Make a great play and enjoy a cold one today. Steve Spurrier's head beer coach, 1966 American Lager. Please drink responsibly. Hey, if you're thinking about getting the latest iPhone, check this out. With Boost Infinite, you get the latest iPhone every year and unlimited wireless for just $60 a month. Yeah, you get the new titanium iPhone 15 Pro that was just announced. Then again next year, you get the latest iPhone every year. Boost Infinite, infinitely better. To learn more, pick up your phone, dial pound 250 and say Boost Infinite. That's pound 250 and say Boost Infinite. Terms apply. Under 30 gigabytes, service may be slow. Visit a comparable iPhone model each year with an acceptable trade-in every year. Requires credit qualification and 36-month loan financing agreement. We'll have the option to receive a one-time auto-dial text message from iHeartMedia. At Charmin, we heard you shouldn't talk about going to the bathroom in public, so we decided to sing about it. When you roll the Charmin, don't you stop on the party? This is most of roll it back, everybody. Charmin's irresistible sounds in heaven nice. My crepe is always sucked. It's our party vibe. It's Charmin Ultra Soft is irresistibly soft and more absorbent, so you can use less. Enjoy the go with Charmin. Southern Sports Today with Chuck Oliver, weekdays at 2, right here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF, and on your phone with the WRUF radio app. This is the voice of the Gators, Sean Kelly, and you are listening to Sports Scene with Steve Russell right here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM WRUF, the home of the Florida Gators. At Titan MRI, no insurance is no problem, and Titan MRI has same-day scheduling available. Call them up and start feeling better today. That's TitanMRI.com. All right, Shane, Todd says, it can't be just me that notices teams like Missouri, Kentucky, Tennessee, etc., all have wide receivers running open on crossing routes and deep post routes. Why don't we see similar spacing with our offensive route tree? Seems most of our routes keep the defense within 20 yards of the scrimmage line. I believe Armstrong's made a difference to the mentality and toughness of our defense. 
couldn't an OC make that same difference in the mentality of the offense? How many times do we get this question a week? <laughs> yeah. I mean, again, we did, we threw a bunch of crossing routes the other night, by the way, and hit them. Um, we are, this is what you got, folks. I don't know what else to say. And then Adrian says, end of the day, this is a fan base that, for all intents and purposes, was birthed by Steve Spurrier and raised by Urban Meyer. Clay Napier's offense and philosophy will always be a square peg in a round hole relative to the Florida fan base. Short of winning championships and pronto, you'll forever get the calls and emails you're getting. Everybody knows what the solution is at the end of the season. Get rid of one of those offensive line coaches and hire a true offensive coordinator and play caller. David, welcome. Hey, guys. Um, hey, Shane, real quick. I don't know if I ever got to tell you this. I know I've called it before, but growing up, I always wanted to wear number nine and play quarterback. And Good. when I finally got to Little League, that's when I found out I was going to be a lineman my whole life. So I never <laughs> got to do that. You could have been uh, like number 99. Uh, yeah, but they needed me to play offensive uh, line, too. So okay. It didn't work out for me. But, um, you know, I wanted to – I had a question, but I wanted to comment. That guy said it was insulting about that whole – taking the field goal and in my mind it's like look you can kick a field goal and essentially guarantee a win or you can run the ball to prove a point and then what does that do morale wise if something happens if the running back trips in the backfield or if you god forbid don't get it i mean kick the field goal and guarantee the win of the game i mean that's just kind of common sense but um the question that i had for you guys is you know going into kentucky they beat us the last two years if there is like one thing that or two things maybe you could come up with as the key to this game or what the Gators are going to have to do to be successful on offense and defense, what do you think it is? And I'll take it off the air. I'm going, guys. Okay, thank you, David. I think when you play Kentucky under Mike Mark Stoops, it's uh, it's physicality, line of scrimmage game, and I'm gonna go back to what I said: the key to the Tennessee game, stopping the Tennessee run. I'm gonna stick with that plan. Make. Devin Leary beat you throwing the football. Okay. Uh, another David. David, hello. Hey, how's it going, guys? Good. A couple quick um, questions. Was something wrong with ETN during the game? Did he get hurt or something? Not that I'm aware of. I guess because he only had so many touches. Is that why you're asking? Yeah, he had half as many touches as Johnson, yet he had two more yards per carry. They both had two receptions. Um, ETNs were two for 20 yards. Uh, Johnson was two for negative five. And I'm like, you got, for us to be Kentucky, I think ETN's got to get the ball 15 to 20 times. Here, here's the problem I think you're going to have with that thinking, David. Not, not to say you're, you're not right, but part of that equation, Shane, correct me if I'm wrong. They alternate they them when they series. play. They alternate right? every series. And so if a series is longer, mm-hmm. then that back stays on the field longer. Therefore, that back would get more carries. Yeah, and the, and the, the, one, the one negative reception that, that Montreal had is we ran like a little uh, screen out of the backfield. It's a swing, but we're pulling linemen, and we didn't block a soul, and he got hit for a five-yard loss. But, but that's, they, they alternate every series – Unless somebody's gassed, they'll then he'll come and replace them. Yeah, I just think you need to feed them more. Uh, one other comment, observation I noticed, and we're both old enough to remember this. Um, does Mertz kind of remind you of Wayne Peace a little bit with the Deacon, um, with the high percentage completions back when 
Bell was coaching with the kind of was, um, short yardage completion a little bit. Yeah, I can't comment on that. Uh, yes, uh, I was here then. Um, and that the Shanahan offense, which was in his infancy, mm-hmm. um, there were there were a lot of routes like that. So yes, I can understand the comparison. But can can, can I just I'm gonna, I just want to chime in on this? Sure. Everybody thinks because he's throw for a high percentage and he's completing a bunch of passes and it ain't what people want to see. He has better arm strength than I ever had, than Danny Werfel ever had, and any other Spurrier quarterback probably other than Rex. Okay, the dude can throw the football, so it's not like he's limited. If that's what people think, okay. I, I don't know if he's limited. I just most of the past I see just seemed to be the little dink and dunk, and um, Shane, you weren't around, but Wayne Peace was uh, highly recruited. I know who Wayne um, is. He was fairly strong armed. Yeah. So yeah, quarterback. I just think Graham is and, playing um, high level quarterback play. At, in doing what he's asked to do. And, David, I'm just going to yeah. say this, and Shane and I were talking about this during the break. If you have a fan base that is Bruce Springsteen, glory days, okay, then what did you see? I mean, even Tebow threw long balls, right? So when you had Spurrier's QBs, Urban's guys, you know, doing what they did on offense and throwing the ball, well, that's what – people want to see and it's it's unfortunate or whatever the word is but not everybody does it that way and as and as well and I, I've often said this that demeans what Shane did that demean because that the the thought process is well anybody can do that just stick anybody back there and they could just do what they did no they're special that's that's why they did what they did and I think people forget that yeah. One last thing. Um, if we ever do get to the offensive coordinator position to decide to hire somebody, I think we I know the perfect candidate. I don't think he'll get the job, but um, another great Gator, great Bo Kerwin Bell back there at the OC. I would have Every no problem with that, but but people need to realize Kerwin has always worked for himself and been his boss except one year. He left after won a national title, went to work for Charlie Strong, and it was the worst year of his life as a coach having to work for somebody else. Yep. He's always and he's always done that. David, thank you for your call. Uh, let's see here real quick, Shane. Let me get to some emails before the first hour is up here. Uh, Pat says, one word for the game, uh, especially the offense, pitiful. Uh, and uh, let's see here. Jonathan's Kansas Gator. Merch has never been a gunslinger. He was brought in to complement uh, the, the run game. He's done exactly that and more. He leads the SEC in pass completion percentage. Defense top five of the nation, number one in the SEC. Well, traditionally has a letdown game against FCS teams. Relax, people. This is a good team. More help on the way. I'm only betting when we beat Kentucky 23-17 this week. People will only be calling in saying how elite the defense is. Stay level-headed. Support the team. 6-1 and one going to Georgia and he, uh, Joe wants to know was there an issue with Odom because he didn't play he didn't Saturday. play I don't know why yeah I, well, I don't either because he wasn't he was supposed to hour two coming up stay with us on sports scene WRUF Gainesville U251CG Gainesville from the Spurrier's the future joint pain relief is here it's QC Kinetics advanced regenerative medicine amazing stuff Hey, it's Steve Russell. If you've been told more steroids or surgery are your only options, don't be so fast. 
Get a second opinion and learn more about how you can harness your body's own healing agents to attack that joint pain. And I'm talking lasting relief. QC Kinetics doesn't mask the pain. These treatments go to the very root of the problem using concentrated healing properties placed directly in your joint to restore and repair that damaged tissue. Imagine living your life this fall with no more pain in your knees, hips, shoulder, or back with no drugs, downtime, or surgery. Listen, life's about motion, and QC Kinetics is giving people their lives back with these all-natural treatments. Call QC Kinetics for a free consultation, the nation's leader in regenerative medicine. Call QC Kinetics now with clinics in Gainesville, Ocala, and the Villages, 352-400-4550, 352-400-4550, QC Kinetics. Driving a truck or bus is a very demanding job. It can keep you on the road for long periods and at night, which can affect your sleep quality. Sleep loss or fatigue can cause symptoms similar to impaired driving. Get enough sleep before you drive. Be aware of signs of fatigue, such as frequent yawning, heavy eyes, or blurred vision. Don't keep on trucking when you're tired. Take a break. Don't drive drowsy. For information, visit flhsmv.gov. Brought to you by the Florida Highway Patrol, Office of Commercial Vehicle Enforcement. We all need somebody to lean on, somebody to trust and support us. At Radiant Credit Union, we believe in being that support for our members and our community. We're not just a credit union. We're here for our members in the North Central Florida area, and we want to help make your financial dreams a reality. When you open a free checking account with us, you can forget about monthly fees. You can even earn up to $300 just for joining. Visit RadiantCU.org community and let us support you on your financial journey. Federally insured by NCUA. Conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome to Sports Scene with Steve Russell. Let's talk some sports, have some lunch on ESPN 98.1 FM and 850 AM WRUF. Silverback Concrete knows you only have one chance to make a building that holds up to the highest standard, and that's why they're the number one choice. You stand on it, we stand by it. Silverback Concrete's got your back. Welcome into the second hour of Sports Scene. Daniel Haviv, our producer today, alongside the Gator QB, Shane Matthews. I'm Steve Russell. Kentucky Week is here. 3928255. You can email uh, srussell at wruf.com. Jonesy says, looking at the Jets situation concerning quarterback, everybody's talking about adding Kirk Cousins. Why is no one talking about adding Gardner Minshew? Well, you're not going to add Gardner Minshew because Anthony Richardson's hurt a lot. Mm -hmm. So why would you trade a guy that is your insurance policy? Uh, he says he's a baller. A lot cheaper getting him to come in and start this year and be a backup to Aaron Rodgers if he returns next year. What do you think? No, because again, to my point, if if Richardson is going to be injury prone, you need a veteran guy. They're not going to get rid of him. No, they're not getting rid of Gardner Minshew. He's pretty good. He's a really good player. I, I said to Shane, if you're going to go that route, go get Russell Wilson. He, a Denver's awful. B I don't think. That's a marriage between those two, between Peyton and Wilson is very good. And three, you can probably get him cheaper. Yeah, I don't know how the, the economics work out. But if I were them, I would do whatever I had to do to get Kirk Cousins. Uh, yeah, Tom says that uh, Billy said that Odom was banged up. Yeah, I just was, and that's my fault. I knew that. But in other words, it wasn't specific as to what the injury, and, he, and they never are specific when it comes to that. Uh, Dick, hello. Hey, Steve, Shane, great show. Hey, um, at the game Saturday, um, I think I'm gonna, I'm gonna take a different angle from what that guy the caller a couple times, a couple calls ago. To me, it looked like at least early on in the game. I don't know if it, if it got a little sideways, but I think that um, Napier was giving Trace Max some chances to to kick and get him to get him involved in the game because uh, 
like the second series, we went down like four plays and scored a touchdown. Our first series, the second series, we had like fourth and goal from the one. And I believe most coaches and probably definitely Napier, he would have gone for that play. He would have gone for that on fourth and one. It's because they got to go 99 yards if you don't get it. And he went for a field goal to make it 10 nothing. So I don't know if that was his thinking at the end, but it looked like all these working shorts during the game, it seemed like he was giving Trace Mack chances to kick. And uh, uh, also, Shane, Steve, you guys have watched the games for a long time and been a lot closer involved than I have. But this is as good a freshman class as I've seen in a long time. I look at I'm really impressed with this T.J. Thirsty guy, too. He moves well with hips. He bends. I mean, for a guy his size, he's very fluid out there. But you look at Collins, and, and Jordan Castile looks like he's been out there for a while. And our receivers, this is as good a class as I, I can remember in a while that go out there and look like they belong. What do you guys think? I mean, I agree. I like them. I, I don't know how to compare them. I don't follow recruiting enough. But I, I think when you look at – the players that Billy Napier and this staff, I really trust their evaluation process. I mean, I, that's what I said all summer long. When I saw Graham Mertz practicing, I was like, this dude's a dang legit quarterback. But, you know, the national <laughs> people, they, they worry about what he did at Wisconsin. I don't care what he did at Wisconsin. But, uh, uh, yeah, they're going to add more people next year out of the portal. They're going to add another tremendous class. We'll worry about that next year. we got to continue winning ball games with these young guys. Yeah, I think the future looks bright, though. Go Gators. Okay, thank you. By the way, Florida Vanderbilt, 4 o'clock. Hmm. I guess it's better than 7. Homecoming <laughs> Saturday. So, wanted to let you know that. All right, I'm going to ask this. We've got full phone lines and a bunch of emails to get to. Uh, so, just get to your question, because I want to get as many people to come on Steve, as possible. Steve, can, can we get a, a kitty going here for every time somebody wants to hire an offense coordinator, we get a, <laughs> we get five bucks? <laughs> we could have a pretty good stash by the end of the year, right? Yeah, you could retire. Yeah, and we could have a good little uh, a celebration at the end of the right. year here. Uh, Kenny, hello. <laughs> hey, I'm glad I didn't want to make a, an offensive coordinator. <laughs> <laughs> So, well, you could have been the first uh, yeah, to donate. You owe us five dollars. Yeah. yeah, yeah. No, I don't want to donate, man. <laughs> I tell you what, I'm tired of hearing it too. It's like, and don't you think that the co- head coach is going to run the play he wants to run and overstep whoever's there? I mean, that's just going to happen. It's natural. But anyway, hey, I, great, great show. I appreciate y'all uh, kind of pointing out the errors in thought as they come. And uh, boy, I've had a few on in there, but I uh, appreciate Shane's remarks, and, and I, I agree. We need to get a ball downfield every once in a while, but um, I'm, I'm solely behind Coach and what he's calling, and, and I thought the game that we played uh, this weekend uh, went exactly kind of like I, would, I thought it was. I thought he was going to plug in some new guys, and obviously he had to with the suspensions, and I think he's trying to get some guys healed up while we didn't say see uh, ETN on the field maybe as much and, and, and we don't talk about that or coach doesn't really throw that out that he's got this guy that guy and the other guy banged up uh, that Kentucky doesn't need to know that um, what's going on there so uh, I, I just think it was a you know I'd like to see some more points on the board but uh, that's okay I've got a little bit more confidence in our kicker and uh, I appreciate y'all All right, thank y'all. <clears throat> Kenny thank you for your call Bill welcome Hey guys, um, just a couple of things. Um, 
concerning ETN. You know, as I was watching the game on Saturday, I was thinking the same thing. And Steve, pretty sure there are a few times in which they were not alternating and um, uh, ETN was, was left out of a series. But we know anything about uh, Billy. He is strategic. And this was not a one-game deal. What I was seeing was possibly ETN's going to be getting the workload this coming week. And uh, and he was trying to give Mon- uh, you know Montreal as many carries as he could this week. Does that does that make sense to you guys? I mean, no, because he rotates them. He does rotate them. I mean, if you want to use that theory, I could buy it because didn't ETN get a lot more carries against Tennessee? Yes, he did. Yeah, so maybe maybe carries. you know maybe I, maybe he's going to feature ETN. I I'd like to see us feature the passing game. Against Kentucky. Well, let, let me read this to you yeah. directly from the from the game. Okay, first offensive series, mm-hmm. Montrell Johnson's in the game. Second offensive series, ETN's in the game. Third offensive series, Johnson is in the game. Okay, so I'll go on here. Uh, okay. The uh, next offensive series. Uh, let's see. I'm looking at Florida here. ETN is in the game. So they have now maybe later than that, but as far as I can see, they rotated. Yeah. Okay. It sure didn't seem that way. I guess because maybe the series that ETN was in, we were throwing a little bit more, but it certainly didn't seem that way. Um, next thing is, um, you know, there seems to be this, uh, maybe with good reason. It seems to be this idea that we can't throw deep. But, you know, when we played McNeese State, uh, Shane, weren't they in a position where it seemed like they didn't want us to hang 70 on them, and they said everything you're going to get, you're going to be running, it's going to be short, we're going to do everything we can to keep you from throwing it long. But we still completed a 45-yard pass against them. I think at one point Merch was on the 45, and he threw it to around the 10-yard line to Persol for a touchdown. Yeah, the McNeese State game was played differently than Charlotte. Charlotte played us a lot of quarters and a lot of man coverage, and we had opportunities, but for whatever reason, we didn't do that. We threw some crossing routes, and we hit a wheel route down the sideline, but but nothing, you know, go routes or posts or anything like that were called. You know, we'll see. We'll see what yeah. happens this week. Right, Bill, gonna, thank you for your We're going to need to complete some deep balls against George, Kentucky. welcome. Hey, guys, thanks for taking my call. Hey, I, I know you got full phone lines. I'll be real quick. Uh, two things I'd love to get your input on, and uh, then I'll hang up and listen. First of all, the Dolphins game yesterday. What a crazy game that was. What I'd love to get both of y'all's inputs, especially Shane, from the player's point of view. For McDaniel to not go for that record-tying, you know, that record-breaking points field goal, do you think he did the right thing? I mean, no. as a player – you, you know, how never get a chance to do that again. I mean, that's a record-breaking thing. What what are your thoughts there? I think it was ridiculous he didn't kick the field goal. You know, they had like 70 points with nine minutes still left in the game. Right. You know, in his press conference, it was, we didn't want to embarrass them. Well, you already embarrassed them. I mean, if you score 40 in the NFL, you've embarrassed somebody. I would have been livid as a player. If I'm the coach, which I, I – you know, these are these are things that, you know, Coach Ferrari's you can look back and say, hey, we got that record, we got that record. This is a record that is pretty damn cool. To score 70-something points in the National Football League, the greatest players yeah. in the world, you got to do it. Yep. 
Here's I, I thought the same thing. I, I was thinking, gosh, if I was a player, I'd be de- I'd be devastated, especially the kicker. Or, you know, he could have kicked and you know broke an NFL record, which has been what I don't know, sixty, eight, seventy years old. Like it was a long time uh, before I think the uh, seventy-two points was the record. Um, but anyway, I'm glad to hear that, Steve. I'd love to get your thoughts. But the only other thing I had was, do you think I live here in Georgia? Is there any chance Auburn can take down Georgia this week? And I'll hang up and listen. Thanks, okay. guys. Uh, it no. would it would take turnovers. Something. Where's the game that. at? Athens. I believe Athens. Yes. Yeah, I don't. I I just Auburn has bad quarterback play. They do right now. Yeah. But Peyton Thorne was supposed to be the greatest thing coming from the Big Ten. Yep. Um, as far as the field goal, Shane, I I get his thought. But Coach Spurrier rings in my ear, right? It's their job to stop us. Yeah, right? but, but but a couple series before that, they threw a curl and go for a touchdown. Yeah. Okay, that's not a normal play that you would call. Right, up that much. Yes. yes. So if you're going to do that, yes. kick the damn field goal. Yeah. I mean, so it's, it's your job to stop them. And if right. you're running the ball yeah. and you get to that point, kick it. Kick it. And I don't have a problem with Mike White coming in and throwing and running their offense, right. but but he literally ran a curl and go up 50-something points. Bob, hello. Yeah, Bob? I was uh, – maybe you answered this earlier. Uh, I, I called to ask about Kamari Wilson, our number, uh, number one recruit in last year's class. Uh, for some reason, he wasn't on the uh, 80-man roster this weekend, and he showed up to the game, and I guess uh, – Rumors were that uh, he got removed from the sideline in the middle of the game. He did. Uh, I'll take I'll take it off there. Oh, thank you. you. That's that's it. Yeah, that's all we know as well. And and all Napier said after the game was he didn't make the travel roster, which means he didn't go to the hotel. <laughs> right. Uh, but that's it. Uh, One fourteen time check brought to you by Hayes Chillery, ESPN ninety eight one FM eight fifty AM WYUF. Gainesville Sports Center. Here's what's trending now. On ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Good afternoon, I'm Trot Kirschmar. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers return to Monday Night Football tonight as they host the Philadelphia Eagles in a matchup of early season unbeatens. This is the first meeting between the two teams since the Bucks' playoff victory in 2022. Florida football is preparing for their first SEC road game of the year at Kentucky. The Gators rose to number 22 in the AP poll this week following their win against Charlotte and will look to advance to 2-0 in SEC play for the first time in three years. The Tampa Bay Rays will hit the road for their final five games of the regular season, starting tomorrow in Boston. The Rays sit two and a half games back of the Orioles in the race for the East and the number one overall seed in the American League. High school volleyball returns to action tonight. Featured matches include Dixie County at Bell, Cedar Key at Chiefland, and Bradford at Swanee. That's your Gainesville Sports Center. I'm Trot Kirschmar. ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF. I got money-saving news for Florida healthcare workers and their families. My Healthcare Federal Credit Union is now FICARE Federal Credit Union, a different name, but the same faces, same location, and same great service. Does your current checking account pay you? Well, FICARE will pay 5% with no monthly fees, and that helps you save money. I've been with FICARE for over 30 years. I can't say enough good things about them. So my advice, switch today to FICARE Federal Credit Union online at FICAREFCU.org. That's FICAREFCU.org.
Hey, Bill, is that a new car? Nah, it's my same ride. I just got the dings taken out and repainted. I got it done at Mako in Gainesville. Wow, looks sharp. I thought it was a new car. Honestly, I was shocked at how good it looks. I'd recommend Mako of Gainesville to anyone. Give your car a brand new look. Take it to Mako in Gainesville. Excellent service and a fast turnaround on quality warrantied work with 0% financing available. Visit MAACOGainesville.com or call 352-371-4251. Mako of Gainesville on Main Street. The head ball coach scores again. Steve Spurrier's head beer coach, 1966 American Lager, is now available everywhere at Ben Hill Griffin Stadium. Smooth and refreshing with just enough of a crisp finish. Also available at most places you buy beer. If you don't see it, ask for it. A beer made by the Gators for the Gators. Make a great play and enjoy a cold one today. Steve Spurrier's head beer coach, 1966 American Lager. Please drink responsibly. If you're looking for the best alternative you have to purchasing a new vehicle, look no further than Southeast Car Agency in Gainesville, 310 Northeast 39th Avenue. Steve Russell here. I've been a customer of Southeast Car Agency for a long time. All the vehicles I've purchased have been great. They'll do the same for you. Go online, secars.com. You can check out the vehicles they have in stock. You can go see them in person at Northeast 39th Avenue. The Cousins families run this business for 40-plus successful years. That's Southeast Car Agency. When severe weather hits Gainesville, WRUF's Hurricane Storm Center is there for you. For the latest information regarding severe tropical weather, listen live, online, or on the WRUF radio app. For a complete rundown of hurricane emergency services and pre-storm preparedness, check out the WRUF Storm Center at WRUF.com. A courtesy of Caribbean Electric, Conrad Tree Service, and Radiant Credit Union. DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL, is keeping you in on all the action. New customers can bet just $5 and get $200 instantly in bonus bets. Plus, all customers take advantage of two new offers every game day this September. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. You can sign up using the code PATRICK. That's code PATRICK only on DraftKings Sportsbook. And sign up $5. You can get $200 instantly in bonus bets. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text hope ny 467 In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, licensee partner Golden Nugget, Lake Charles in Louisiana, 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. See sportsbook.draftkings.com slash football terms for eligibility terms and responsible gaming resources. Bonus bets expire seven days after issuance. Eligibility and deposit restrictions apply. We are proud to be your home for Gator soccer. Spins and fires! Gators on top! You are listening to ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF, the home of the Florida Gators. Sports Scene with Steve Russell continues here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF, and on your phone with the WRUF radio app. Hey, folks, go get you some good pizza in town at Leonardo's Mill Hopper. The pizza and garlic knots are incredible. We'll have you coming back for more. Go see Kyle. Does great charity work all throughout Gainesville. That's Leonardo's Pizza Mill Hopper. Welcome back to Sports Scene. Uh, Peyton says, why do you think so many people, especially in the South, hate Notre Dame football? Is it jealousy, a Catholic thing, or the fact they refuse to join a conference? <laughs> I'm one of those guys, by the way. I, I have nothing against Notre Dame other than 
it's almost I guess my feeling is they think I feel like since they won't join a conference they and they don't want any more because NBC do they still have all their games on NBC yep so they have their own little network and they just haven't been relevant I mean they have bits and pieces here and there but that's what bothers me about Notre Dame not wanting to join a conference and having their own television network um has nothing to do with being Catholic. As a as a kid who grew up in the Northeast, Notre Dame Notre Dame and Penn State were big deals, right? And I do think there is that jealousy is the wrong word, but what have they done for me? Because look, maybe Notre Dame, arrogance that yeah, they have. Because Notre Dame was oh, yeah. good for a long time, but then they were not relevant for a long time mm-hmm. either. Now Kelly got into the college football playoff, right? But I think there is that. What have you done for me lately kind of thing with them? And I, and I kind of get that. Uh, Lee says, I don't think calling for us to have a more effective pass game is glory days. It's people who watch college football and see that the best teams in the country have balance. Well, in this game the other night, Florida threw for 259 and ran for 136. How come people aren't calling and saying there's no balance? Where's the balance? Where's the balance? Right? Mm-hmm. It's, only, it's only that if you don't, if you, if you don't throw for enough. It right. seems. But anyway, uh, Merch has been super effective. Receivers seem super talented. This is about balance and consistency. It wasn't balanced the other night. If you're going to go by statistics, it wasn't balanced. Isn't it about I would, winning? I would much rather throw for more yards than run, though. Yes, uh, because you, you have, a, you have a, a better chance of making an explosive play Correct. that way. No question. Okay, But this is about, I'm using his word, balance. That's balance to me. Right, throwing for two fifty nine and running for one thirty nine. Yeah, that to me is balanced. Uh, against Utah, we abandoned the run totally. In other games, we're running into an eight man box, no rhyme or reason. You may think maybe Napier's paralyzed through analytics and doesn't have a feel for the game. Mm, I haven't seen that. Now, we were running into too many dudes at Utah, and uh, I was glad to see us throw it more in the second half, even though we were down. But for the most part. Uh, we've had enough uh, hats for a hat. Maybe every now and then they'll run blitzes or whatever. Uh, I, I understand people's frustrations. I get frustrated too, but there's nothing we can do about it, people. Remember, think about the $5. Are we rich? The, the money. Venmo. Okay. We take Venmo. <clears throat> well, Patrick says, hire co-offensive coordinators. That'd be 10 bucks. <laughs> 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 I like it. <laughs> John, welcome. Yes, uh, good afternoon, guys. Are you uh, guys on Get Cash App or PayPal? No, Venmo. Venmo. There you go. Send okay, it. got you. Shane Matthews hey, dash you, nine. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> hey, uh, I, I agree with you about Notre Dame. Uh, Shane, you probably don't remember, but Steve probably remembers back in the seventies. Sunday mornings was, uh, I guess, uh, Ray Scott was do the replay of the Notre Dame games. It, it always, like you said. It always seemed like they were the only team on, so I don't have anything against them. But it's, I think that that's perception. Some people about Notre Dame think that they're they're great and mighty over over other other programs, which they haven't haven't won a national title probably what since '88 or something like that. Yeah, since Holtz. Yep. Right. Um, now, as a huge Dolphin fan, I, I kind of disagree with you a little bit, Shane. I do agree that you say that maybe Miami was running the score up, but you know. Steve, you'd also talk about Spurrier, you know, running his offense. I had zero problem running their offense, you know, throwing, you know, bringing Mike White because you never know if, you know, we've had this uh, history of Tua going down. No. You know, does that 
let me finish what I'm saying, and then you, I'll let you uh, respond. Yeah. So Mike White throwing the 70 yard touchdown. Does that make him automatically the the automatic star if Tua goes down? No, but it gets the flow of the team. You know, the 65 yard run. Well, I'm sorry. You know, the guys didn't stop and made attack make the tackle. Now, going for a field goal to me, as a Dolphin fan, I think that's kind of like. To me, that's kind of bush league. You know, if you're doing it in the flow of the game, I mean, you're kind of like going out there trying to kick a field goal, and it's almost like automatic points. I, I mean, yeah, it'd be nice to get the the, the record, but I, I'm more important as a Dolphin fan. Is you know, it was a great win yesterday. It's only one win, but I'd, I'd rather see them, you know, concentrate on, you know, getting better. Obviously, how do you get better from 70 points? Well, I, I must say that Broncos' defense is, is pathetic, other right. than Patrick Sertain. All right, John. I appreciate well, your call. I, I, Thank I, you. I'm just going to comment on that. I, I didn't say they were running the score up. I had no problem with anything they did. I wasn't against it. I just talked about if you're not going to kick the field goal, why are you calling a curl and go? I have no problem throwing the football, but you don't throw a curl and go until you see something knowing you're going to hit it for a touchdown. Yeah. If you're if you're up 30, you ain't throwing the ball. Right. Generally. You're just running the ball. Yeah. So if, if you're going to go that route. He should have kicked the field goal. Uh, let's see here. Brandon says – with the topic of running backs being devalued in the NFL, which running back has proven these owners and teams wrong? Derrick Henry, Eckler, Barkley, Cook, and even Jacobs are off to a slow start, not helping their case to get paid more. With the Dolphins laying a 70-burger on the Broncos, is it time to move on uh, from Russell Wilson, except he's not the same elite quarterback, or is the team just that bad? Uh, I mean, Russell had some good years, but mostly if you put keep him in the pocket, he struggles. You, there's data on that. Uh Look, the running back situation, uh, there's some great running backs, but the league has changed. It is a passing league getting people in space. Uh, Andy says, Shane, I'm sure you didn't see this, Saturday, but I found it odd. During the timeout prior to Smack's 54-yard field goal, Underwood and Crawshaw were practicing snaps and holes on the playing field just a couple of yards off the sideline. A referee told him to get off the field. Um uh, then later, our four backup quarterbacks, when they go out and throw the ball yeah, you know, during timeouts, every timeout. uh, the ref said nothing to them. It's no big deal. Is there a rule in there somewhere? I don't think so. I mean, everybody does that. I don't know why they said that to the snappers and the holder. Yeah. I, I, you know, I, I got to tell you, though, I don't remember seeing that during a timeout in a game. I remember on, on teams that I was on. I remember even in the NFL, our snapper and okay. holder would do. Yeah, that. maybe somebody has. Maybe somebody can answer that. But I, I, I did see that, and I didn't remember seeing that happen on the, the quarterbacks throwing happens all the time. They do it after every change of possession. Yes. Uh, Drew says I picked Florida to win twenty-seven to three. You said if Florida only scored twenty-seven, there'd be a lot of grumbling, which has come to fruition. But I also said if we struggle, I wouldn't be too concerned. I'm still not. Charlotte isn't nearly as bad of a team as most people think. They're an FBS team with a lot of Power 5 transfers. They're 80th in composite team talent ranking on the 24-7 network, which would put them just outside of lower Power 5. Then from our side, we're coming off a huge win, sandwiched between another big game the following week, missing most of our offensive line. A lot of factors have pointed to this game being a bit of a letdown. I'm not saying the team's above criticism. I'm not saying they don't have warts, but we shouldn't overreact, overreact either. This game could have easily been 42-3, to the issues that prevented that kind of a score are mostly fixable. And Chip says on the topic of the Dolphins, is there success on offense through scheme or talented dudes? Can college coaches visit NFL staffs to get ideas on offensive scheme? Yes, college coaches do that all the time. And Mike McDaniel, he's very, very creative uh, how he's using Tyreek Hill. But, man, they are the fastest football team I've ever seen in my life. 
That helps. Yes. <laughs> that helps. Uh, 128, time check brought to you by Hayes Jillery. We'll get more calls alongside the Gator QB, Shane Matthews. I'm Steve Russell. This is Sports Scene ESPN, 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. From the College of Journalism and Communications, ESPN, 98.1 FM, and 850 AM, WRUF. Hi, this is Dr. Art Mowry of Exceptional Dentistry. Listen to what our clients have to say about their experience at Exceptional Dentistry. One other thing that I like about Exceptional Dentistry compared to other practices I've been to is it's one practice. From soup to nuts, whatever I need in terms of my dental care, I know that they're going to be accountable and responsible to what services they're providing for me. Other practices that I've dealt with over the years, I felt like I had to triangulate, whether it be someone extracting and another person implanting. Here, it it is a one-stop party shop. You're gonna get every level of care that you need in terms of your dental care. I've become a new person since uh, all of these treatments have started. I'm extremely pleased with the time and the money investment that that I've made into this. This is Dr. Kim Mowry, and if you think you have dental problems that are too big to overcome, we're here for you. Please visit us at ExceptionalDentistry.com. That's ExceptionalDentistry.com. When was the last time you had a truly awesome nursery experience? A nursery and garden center with a huge selection and friendly expert advice. We're talking about Quality Green specialists in Deland. At Quality Green, we have your favorite plants, fruit trees, flowers, vegetables, and herbs. Plus, with our 8011 fertilizer, organic azomite, and composted soil, your garden will look its very best. Great plants, sustainable products, friendly expert advice. 335 West Michigan Avenue, Deland, and online at qualitygreenspecialist.com. Get ready for game day, Gator Nation. Join your fellow UF Alumni Association members and friends to cheer on the orange and blue before each Gator home game at the Gator Nation tailgates. Sponsored by Benefit Hub. Located at Emerson Alumni Hall. Directly across the street from the swamp, you'll have a prime view of Gator Walk, live music, games, and all kinds of family-friendly fun. Featuring barbecue and drinks for purchase from Mojo's Hogtown and exclusive Gator gear from the UF Bookstore. Learn more and become a member today at ufalumni.ufl.edu. Go Gators! From the UF Weather Center, here is your WRUF weather update. As we head into your Monday afternoon, that humidity will be rising, helping to cause scattered thunderstorms and highs get to around 90. And we'll keep some rain in the forecast tonight, too. Lows about 70. On Tuesday, showers and storms are likely with highs in the 80s. Then same kind of temperatures on Wednesday with high rain chances returning. From the UF Weather Center, I'm meteorologist Jeff George. The, the, the Dan Patrick Show. Dan Patrick. Yeah! Nobody was asking Patrick Mahomes about his ankle after the game. They asked him three questions, I think, about Taylor Swift. <laughs> I, I mean, come on, guys. We're covering, we're covering a football game here, and all of a sudden, People Magazine unfolded. You got to ask about the ankle. The Dan Patrick Show. Dan and the Danettes, and you. Weekday mornings at 9, right here on WRUF. From every call third strike to every call to the bullpen, baseball lives here. ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM WRUF, and anywhere in the world on the WRUF radio app. This is Gatorhead football coach Billy Napier, and you're listening to Sports Scene with Steve Russell right here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM WRUF, and anywhere in the world on the WRUF radio app. 
Titan MRI, no insurance is no problem. And Titan MRI has the same-day scheduling available. Call them up and start feeling better today. That's TitanMRI.com. Welcome back to Sports Scene. Tennessee Mike, hello. Hey, guys. Hey, uh, Shane, probably mentioned this to you before. I always enjoy speaking with uh, successful professional football players. Congratulations on a great NFL career. Thank you. Hey, three quick thoughts for you both guys as usual. Well, how loud was the uh, collective groan around uh, Gainesville when that Clemson kicker hooked that chip shot? Uh, I, You know, I don't know. I think sometimes people want to have Florida State. What I've seen more of is I'm glad because Florida can beat them with a better record. Mm-hmm. So I've seen more of that. Yeah, okay. Uh, second thing, guys, I was always pro Dion as a player, one of the greatest players to ever play the game on all levels. But I kind of soured on him when he threw that water and ice on Tim McCarver way back when. And I just thought that beat down to Dion was classic and well-deserved. I think he gets away with the things that most coaches can't get away with on a lot of levels. And people don't realize he's got 86 new players. I don't think most coaches could show up with 86 new players. No. I don't know what happened with Tim McCarver. Yeah, I do. But but it also goes to show you that he has the wherewithal or whatever that is to make that happen. So I think some people give him credit yeah. for that. But yeah, I mean, I just, in terms yeah, of the beat da- in terms yeah. of the beat down, I think there were a good number of people that liked seeing that. Yeah, kind of, I guess we're in the same boat, Steve. I always kind of slightly pro Dion, but enjoyed that beat down. Look, Lanning looked very impressive, by the way. Didn't see him timid or backing away from that mess at all. He, he looks like he's a rising star. He's a good coach. He's a good coach. He has a good team. I, I, I mean, I had a good feeling it was going to be a beat down. I think it could have been worse than it was. Uh, you know, Colorado, they've, they've done better than I thought, but they're getting ready to get into the meat of their schedule, and we'll see what happens. Yeah, and Lanning is a defensive coach, though, and it seems like the trend in the sport is to hire an offensive head coach. And finally, guys, looking ahead, I'm starting to think this Florida-Kentucky game is the game of the week in the SEC. These Kentucky people talk about building a statue for Stoops, and we all know Florida lost to Kentucky last year with a little positive mojo going. I think this is a huge game at noon Saturday. I'll be watching, and y'all hang in there. Okay, Mike, thank you. Big game for us. Yep. No question Big about game it. for them, too. Yeah, I mean, you know, they're 4-0. And yeah. Uh, but, I mean, it's a huge game for us to have the year I think we can have. Let's see here. Darren says, team looked good between the 20. Seems to me the red zone issues all stemmed around the O-line injury suspensions that caused some inefficiencies. Coming off the high of last week, it's usual to have an intensity letdown. That isn't surprising. Was it just me to try to play a lot of 8 and 9 in the box most of the day? Just see times when we stayed in a run call and we should have checked out of it to go to the red zone. Do you think Kentucky will do anything similar in, the weeks, in this week's game? I mean, everybody tries to to mix things up. I, I don't know if there were eight or nine guys in the box. There wasn't that many. No, I don't remember that. No. Uh, we had opportunities to throw the ball. You know, sometimes people make a big deal about the red zone. I like scoring outside the red zone. It gives you more room. <laughs> Frank says, I'm not upset with the Charlotte game as well. Uh, and he says, uh, a lot of starters out. Classic get-through-it game. Having watched Kentucky play Vanda, their offense is rather suspect, goes lifeless for long stretches, take away the two pick sixes and nearly a third. It's an entirely different game. Leary isn't the most accurate quarterback, appears to somewhat panic with pressure. Coach Armstrong should be able to take advantage of that. Kentucky hasn't seen anything close to the defense they'll see Saturday. Kentucky's defense is solid but not spectacular. If a Gawkin plays and we don't beat ourselves like last year, good chance to win. Bonus prediction, Gator defense gets in the end zone Saturday. That'd be nice. I'll take a defensive score. 
Kentucky is probably the hardest team to figure. Because they don't just wow you in anything. That's what I'm saying. They're, they're, the, they're the Utah of the Southeastern Conference, but not winning the conference. Yeah, you just don't – they're hard to figure. Um, and I did think with Cohen coming back, you know, their offensive coordinator went to the Rams, and with Leary, who put up, you know, pretty good number, that they would be better offensively, and I don't think they're much better offensively. Yeah, I don't I, think they run it as well as they used to. No, I, I don't think they're a very good football team, but – we, we need to go in there and take care of business and play our game. Kevin says, do you think Napiers are close to the best offensive play caller when knowing he thinks his team may have control of the game? Uh, I mean, that's possible. I think he's a guy that just – he knows how – this is what you and I were talking about. It is hard to win football games. doesn't matter what level you play. You only play so many. Um, but I think Billy, he has a formula that he likes to stick to and whatever he's going to – do. Whatever he thinks is best to win the game, that's what he's going to do. People forget this. Didn't they go for it like six times on fourth downs last year in Knoxville? Yeah, people weren't very happy with that. Well, okay. Then you can't. I know. Right? You, if, he's, if he's too close to the vest and he's analytic and, and then he does that, and you're not happy wanna, with it, then. I want to say he went for it a bunch of times on fourth down against Kentucky in the loss too, right? So, I mean, but yes, I, I do think he relies on analytics to some extent, and I do think he's more close to the vest generally. Yeah. Yes. I, I mean, I think that what he's done thus far... Conservative, I yes. don't know if that's the right word. Bears but he, it out. But, but he, there's a rhyme or reason why he does things. Analytics. Yeah. Keith, I hate Notre Dame because for decades <laughs> they were allowed to win games late with biased officiating. Oh, boy. Biased officiating. Can anybody prove that? That's another story. Um, seems like every time they were down late in the game, some phantom personal foul was called to give them life. You knew with three minutes left, some flag was coming on a big play, and Notre Dame would be the beneficiary. Touchdown, Jesus, my butt. So, I, so but I guess then, Keith, after 1988, there was a, 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 a switch that got flipped. Right before that, right there were the phantom calls, but after that, well, we're not going to make any more phantom calls. We're just going to make them lose. Oh, my. Uh, let's see. Lacey. Uh, oh, no, I'm sorry. That's Michael, I'm sorry. What are your thoughts on Jimbo Fisher being in the playing field during live action this past, nearly being involved in the play? I saw the highlight of that. Uh, that's not good. Uh, it happens a lot, though. Coaches are out on the field, but usually they hustle back. <laughs> the guy went between him and the sideline. Uh, I didn't see what happened. I didn't see that. I think it was a – I want to say it was an interception or something. Maybe I, I think it was an interception, but Jimbo was about four yards from the sideline, and the Auburn defender that had the ball ran between Jimbo and the sideline. Oh, jeez. <laughs> uh, I don't have a name here, but what kind of a quarterback is Leary? Is he very mobile, hoping the Gators front four can get consistent pressure on him without blitzing? Vandy got pressure on him. I, I th- I would. I mean, I don't know a whole lot about him. I, he he had a really good career uh, at NC State, but I think he and Graham Mertz are very similar. Sam, I'm not sure this really belongs with our football discussion, but congratulations to the UF volleyball team for grinding out two five set victories. Agreed. Teams learning on the fly, playing with the new setter, and doing an awesome job. Andrew says, "How hard will it be to get tickets to Notre Dame versus Florida in 2032? It'll be incredible." We play them in 2032? I think so. Will Notre Dame join a conference because they can't earn a buy in the playoffs? 
They don't need to. Notre Dame, whether you like them, don't like them, they're not going to join a conference unless they feel they have to. And why should they, given what the arrangements they have? But why are they in a conference and everything else but well, football? Because they can. Right, that's what I'm I mean, saying. That, that's why. Yeah. But, I mean, I, I get what you're saying. Yeah. Because they're Notre Dame. And that's what, that's going why, back that, to the original that, premise. That, that right there right. is why I can't stand Exactly. <laughs> that's right. Because they're Notre Dame. So the original premise, Shaner, <laughs> that's right. That's exactly it. Um, and, again, if you missed it, uh, 4 o'clock will be the homecoming game, Florida and Vandy. Gators are 23-2 and all-time against Vanderbilt and Gainesville. Didn't know that. When did we lose? Uh, Cutler. They lost. I thought we won that game in overtime. I thought that was one they got beat. Um, I have to go back and look now. Um, anyway, that week um, is not – Kentucky's got to play Georgia after playing Florida mm. at Georgia. Mm. Um, and I'm going to also throw – Shane and I were talking about this off air. If – there were many people that felt that Lane Kiffin would have been a great hire here. And I'm not saying he wouldn't be. And certainly, Shane, I think we would agree that he would have more resources here. You're recruiting the state of Florida. He could probably get better players in here and maybe win more games. Mm-hmm. Is that a fair statement? I would agree with that. Okay. But and going to Ole Miss shocked me. But I guess the feeling was being in the SEC, I can get better players, et cetera. But in his tenure there, what's he done? They had that one – I think they yep. won 10 games one they year did. and went to the Sugar Bowl. Yeah, which is a great accomplishment. Right. Right. So I'm not saying – I'm not denigrating him. I'm not saying he hasn't done anything. But even – I'll give him credit. Even he said Saturday – this was our best chance to beat Alabama, and we didn't do it. And they only scored what, they only scored seven points. Yeah, right? and I give them credit for that. Yeah, it's uh, you know a lot of my Ole Miss people are not happy, um, and I try to tell them, dude, y'all are Ole Miss, you know, because I mean I think Lane's a perfect fit for them. He's going to have, you know, he may eventually upset somebody at a, a school they're not supposed to beat, but they're going to be fun to watch and. People are going to enjoy because he's always on Twitter and things like that's why I don't want to call him a loose cannon. I think he's matured over the years, but he's still a loose cannon At to times. a degree. At times, and I just don't think a a, a Florida type school would hire him. Um, by the way, uh, I'm going to look this up. Uh, the, the SEC statistics are normally uh, released on Wednesdays, and I, I did a little digging this week into where Kentucky was prior to playing Vanderbilt, okay? Um, in scoring, they score 35 a game, but who did they play? And, and I'm, I'm going to preface all of this. Who did they play? They didn't play a great Ball State, schedule. Eastern Kentucky, and Akron, yeah. I believe. In total defense, uh, 281 yards a game, which is fifth in the league. Florida number one, by the way before last week. Scoring defense, Kentucky gave up 11 points a game, second in the SEC, only behind Georgia. Uh, and then and some of the other uh, key things uh, and some of the other stats, uh, 
Uh, total offense, 408 yards a game, which is uh, ninth in the league. Florida, by the way, 418, hmm. more than Kentucky, just saying. Um, and then running the football, Kentucky, uh, 123 yards a game. Only Vanderbilt and South Carolina are worse. Hmm. That, to me, is the key to the entire game. Yep, if Kentucky up. can run it, but if they can't, they're going to struggle. I agree. In my opinion. And great minds think alike. And then uh, a couple of more things. Rushing defense, Kentucky, 71 yards a game. Pretty good. Number two in the league. I think that's a key stat, too. If they stop Florida, then then we may see where Graham Merch is zinging it around, for, right? I'm all for it. I know Shaner's eyes will light up all if that happens. Um, and then um, on in passing <clears throat> offense, Florida, 244 yards a game. Kentucky, 285. So in pass defense, Florida number two, Kentucky. Uh, middle of the pack at 210, so they can be thrown on. And that, again, this is not against teams that are great competition. Correct. 145, time check brought to you by Hayes Jewelry. Final segment with Shane. Still time for you to call or email the program, ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Gainesville Sports Center, here's what's trending now on ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Good afternoon. I'm Aiden Finley. Gator football has just announced that their match against Vanderbilt will take place at 4 p.m. Gator soccer is getting ready to travel to LSU to take on the Tigers after a 1-1 tie with the Kentucky Wildcats yesterday. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers face off against the Philadelphia Eagles in a Monday night football matchup. Both teams are 2-0 and are looking to continue their win streak. You can catch the game here starting at 7. In high school volleyball, Dixie County takes on Bell, Trenton takes on Branford, and Columbia faces off against Newberry. In baseball, the Tampa Bay Rays are set to take on the Boston Red Sox tomorrow at Fenway Park, while the Marlins travel to New York to take on the Mets. This has been your Gainesville Sports Center. I'm Aiden Finley. ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. The future of joint pain relief is here. It's QC Kinetics, advanced regenerative medicine. Amazing stuff. Hey, it's Steve Russell. If you've been told more steroids or surgery are your only options, don't be so fast. Get a second opinion and learn more about how you can harness your body's own healing agents to attack that joint pain. And I'm talking lasting relief. QC Kinetics doesn't mask the pain. These treatments go to the very root of the problem using concentrated healing properties placed directly in your joint to restore and repair that damaged tissue. Imagine living your life this fall with no more pain in your knees, hips, shoulder, or back with no drugs, downtime, or surgery. Listen, life's about motion, and QC Kinetics is giving people their lives back with these all-natural treatments. Call QC Kinetics for a free consultation, the nation's leader in regenerative medicine. Call QC Kinetics now with clinics in Gainesville, Ocala, and the Villages, 352-400-4550, 352-400-4550, QC Kinetics. If you're looking for the best alternative you have to purchasing a new vehicle, look no further than Southeast Car Agency in Gainesville, 310 Northeast 39th Avenue. Steve Russell here. I've been a customer of Southeast Car Agency for a long time. All the vehicles I've purchased have been great. 
They'll do the same for you. Go online, secars.com. You can check out the vehicles they have in stock. You can go see them in person at Northeast 39th Avenue. The Cousins families run this business for 40-plus successful years. That's Southeast Car Agency. If you're a diabetic, we have great news. You can end the painful finger sticks with a new CGM. Plus, they may be covered by Medicare, Medicaid, or private insurance. If you test and inject daily, you may qualify. Call U.S. Med now to learn more. 800-513-1652. 800-513-1652. That's 800-513-1652. The head ball coach scores again. Steve Spurrier's head beer coach, 1966 American Lager, is now available everywhere at Ben Hill Griffin Stadium. Smooth and refreshing with just enough of a crisp finish. Also available at most places you buy beer. If you don't see it, ask for it. A beer made by the Gators for the Gators. Make a great play and enjoy a cold one today. Steve Spurrier's head beer coach, 1966 American Lager. Please drink responsibly. Tonight. It'll be a rumble at Ray J. Caught ball, touchdown Tampa Bay. Mike Evans pull another huge grab. Jalen Hurts and his high-flying Eagles invade Tampa Bay for a primetime fight with Baker Mayfield and the Bucks. Hey, listen up. The Eagles, the Buccaneers. Pre-game at 6, kickoff at 7.15. How about them Buccaneers? Right here on the Buccaneers Radio Network. Coming in October, the Major League Baseball Playoffs right here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF, and anywhere in the world on the WRUF radio app. And now, more sports scene with Steve Russell here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF, and online at WRUF.com. Andy said Vandy beat the Gators 34-17 uh, in uh, 2013's homecoming. Okay, so it was here, yeah. Yep. Maybe that was the color game. Uh, okay, thank you, Andy. Lucas says 2013 and before was 2005. Uh, Reggie Lewis's interception, okay. Uh, Tim says Leary is currently 13th in the SEC with a 59% completion rate. If we shut down their run... I like our chances. He's throwing a lot of picks, too. Mm-hmm. Uh, question for you, Shane, from James. What was the most surprising NFL game this weekend? Texans over the Jags, Arizona over the Cowboys, or Baltimore uh, losing at home to the Colts and Minshew? And what do the Bears do next? Boy, the Bears. I, I, they're, they're, they're a bad football team. I don't know how else to put it. Uh, I, as I've said many times, I don't think Justin Fields can play quarterback. They can blame the coach. They can do all that, but he can't play. I would say the most surprising thing would be as dominant as the Cowboys have been. Now, however, they've beaten what the Jets and the Giants. Um, but yeah, they just they didn't look real good yesterday. Laid an egg. Yeah, yesterday. Baltimore. I mean, not Baltimore. Indianapolis didn't surprise because Gardner Minshew. And this is nothing against Anthony because Anthony's young, but I think Indy can win some games, a lot of games with Gardner Minshew at quarterback. Yeah, he's not going to wow you. Yeah, but he's very efficient. Mm-hmm. Andrew, welcome to the show. Yes, uh, good afternoon. Um, I, I, I was impressed with Coach Pogey the other night um, with the way he had that team come out 
Um, but I do, like others, uh, hope certainly hope he's not going to redefine game day attire for the coaches. Well, you know, they Next went from off. wearing suits in the NBA to wearing sweatpants mm-hmm. or sweatsuits, so you never know. Yeah, well, he looked like he came back from a fishing trip, but that's my, my opinion. Anyway, uh, Washington the other night, Shane, was just the best football team that I have seen thus far this year. Uh, amazing how, how how a college team could be that that organized. And uh, uh, so I, I, I look for them, if they continue throughout this year, to be contending for a top spot in the playoffs. They're something else. Yeah, they're very, lastly, good. very good. Yeah, I'm sorry. Uh, lastly, this is what I'd like you to comment, Shane, if you can. Um, uh, we had a, a play call, and it was a reverse. I think it was in the second half, but I, I'm not sure. Anyway, it was a decent game. My concern was we had um, Mertz out there in the flat uh, headhunting. He found somebody, and he they both collided. Um, I, I'm not sure that's a great thing to have him doing, and maybe you could comment. I'll hang up and listen uh, about quarterbacks blocking on reverses. Thank you. Okay. Well, that's the way it's designed. Uh, they're not asking you to go, you know, pancake anybody. It's more just kind of set a screen, get in somebody's way. I, I don't. I remember the reverse. I don't remember what Graham was doing, but uh, we're not going to major in our quarterback being a lead blocker. Uh, a lot and you know if he did try to go clobber somebody they'll tell him don't do that you know I went back and looked Shane at the Vanderbilt game when Florida lost in 2013 Mm -hmm. their quarterback in the game 6 of 12 for 57 yards who is who is the quarterback Robinette 6 of 12 who is our quarterback Tyler Murphy who? Murphy. Tyler Murphy? Murphy. Yeah. Murphy. Was that his name? 30, yep. 30 of 46 in the game. But, he, he, but why, he threw three picks. Why was he playing? Because. Who was our coach then? And that Will? I believe it's Muschamp. And uh, Tyler Murphy. Yep. Who got a little cup of coffee in the NFL? Is that the kid that came from Boston College or went to Boston College? You're going to test me now. Um, <laughs> I try to remember him. Yeah, but they, and he, he threw three picks in the game. Um, well, there you have it. And uh, but he, he threw for three oh five, but he threw three picks. So, but he, for some reason, I thought when um, guy played in the NFL now played for Vanderbilt, Jay Cutler. Yeah, I thought that Florida lost to him, but I guess not. Um, so sometimes my memory goes flat. Yeah. Um, anyway, because that's the last time that was uh thirty four seventeen until last year. Um, a couple of years were close. Twenty eleven was twenty six twenty one. Um, that was in Nashville. No, that was in Gainesville, I think. Anyway, we got about uh, three or four minutes left. We still got a couple of emails to get to. Um, Richard says. The Dolphins are not that good. The Broncos are not that bad. Denver was zapped by the humidity. No. You don't get zapped for 70, Richard. And the humidity doesn't doesn't account for 70. I'm just telling you. Um, 
tell Shane Scholar Morningwig started the game in 2013 as well. I remember that. Yeah. So oh, uh, dear. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> it just goes to show you, right? Sometimes uh, oh. that happens. Uh, John. Oh, by the way, don't forget, inside the huddle tomorrow, Shane's back, the ball coach, tomorrow at 11 a.m., then we'll do sports scene at noon. Uh, we're going to start getting some Kentucky people uh, on uh, tomorrow, and uh, that'll take place. And then Brad Spielberger from Pro Football Focus will also be here to talk a little uh, NFL as well. Uh, Matt's got a question for you, Shane. Um, who do you think the best young quarterback in the NFL is and why? What does young mean? That's uh, Yeah, he, he doesn't say rookie, just young. Oh. Man, I have to think. Well, give me, in other words, maybe he's like, he's like 40, but give me some younger uh, quarterbacks Ju- you like. Justin Herbert. I love Burrow. Okay. I mean, Burrow's not playing great, but those two come to mind. Um, Tua? Tua's outstanding. He's got he's got a great supporting cast, a good guy that understands designing plays. And we were talking. He's extremely accurate. Off air about Stroud. I think C.J. Stroud. I, coming out of Ohio State, I thought he was a phenomenal thrower of the football. I watched uh, uh, almost all that Jag game yesterday, and you know they had they hadn't had a win. Houston hadn't, um, but you could just tell D'Amico Ryan's enthusiastic. They they they, they like playing for him, mm-hmm. and the Jags didn't lose that game. Houston won it. They were the better team yesterday. I, I'm not saying they played ten times. Jags don't win, but the Jags have had trouble beating Houston. For whatever the reason, you know, some, you know how that. Do you ever a team like a franchise or a team you had trouble with? You remember? Well, I, I lost a lot of games, Steve. <laughs> so it was a lot of them. <laughs> but I mean, can you remember going? Ah, oh, you know, we're we're playing the Cardinals, and I'm you know two and nine against it. Ever? Uh, gosh, I'd have to think about that one. Okay, but, but you're right. The Jags seem to have problems with the Texans. They do. Uh, Russell says uh, we were ahead of Kentucky last year by eleven. I told people around me, AR didn't need to pass and we'd be okay. AR throws two picks and lost the game. Were we really ahead of 11? That's good. I mean, I don't remember that kind of stuff, but well, we should have been handing it off. Maybe Billy learned his lesson. Get a lead, let's run the clock out. Again, right? It's Every game is its own soap opera. Every game is its own deal. And just because it happened last year and you were unsuccessful doesn't mean – you can't do it and be successful and vice versa. Mm-hmm. So, but this, I, you know, Shane's been saying it. I've been saying it. This is a key, key game. It's not easy to win in this league on the road. It's not. And Kentucky will be geeked for this game. No question. But if you're going to take the next steps, if you're going to rebuild, if you're going to get back, whatever that is, this is the kind of game you got to win. I agree. So, all right. That is our <clears throat> show for today. Don't forget, tomorrow, Inside the Huddle at 11 o'clock, and then Sports Scene at 12. Thanks to Daniel for producing. Thanks to the Gator QB, Shane Matthews, for being here. We will talk to you tomorrow at 11 o'clock. Until then, enjoy the rest of your Monday. Maybe we get a little rain today. We need a little rain We here. do need rain. Um, maybe, maybe tonight when it doesn't affect us. You're listening to ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF.
WRUF Gainesville, U251CG Gainesville. From the Spurrier's Gridiron Grill Studios, we are ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF.